apparently Curtis Quillen is joining us. Curtis, I now wish time I could... for chilling with Quillen on ESPN Central Texas. Ooh, I like that. That's very official. Um, and uh, Curtis, there's some there's some game times that there's some games that have broken out uh, uh, here. Games of chance. I don't know what they've got going on here at the uh, the Baylor Club. It looks like is that. Uh, what is that, Terry? Can you tell what they're doing over there? That is, uh, that is backgammon or, or maybe bridge. Some of our local women here have uh, shown up the, at the Baylor Club. Curtis, if you can get off the uh, air tonight, this would be the place to be. The bars, people starting to kind of wander in. Happy hour is upon us. Uh, but, Curtis, uh, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show, and I uh, appreciate you being on with us this afternoon. Appreciate you having me on. Sounds like you're at the party. I got to be where you are, man. Yeah, we're, we would love to have you here, and uh, I'm just right down the street from you because we are at the world famous uh, Baylor Club. In fact, I can see out McLean Stadium right now, and they got some cool things going on here. Uh, Curtis, have uh, you were already uh, in Waco? You remember the last time College Game Day was here? This is uh, that was a weird. Looking back on it, we didn't know that uh, things were about to be shut down and a pandemic was going to take hold. Now we're in a a lot better spot, Uh, still going to be a great crowd. Uh, We'll get to some high school talk here in a minute, but are you um, the college game day? Does that kind of get you going? And do you feel like this? I I find it fascinating because that team had a dominant center. Uh, that Kansas team in Azubuque, Doku, Azubuque, yeah. this team is is different. But uh, Ochai uh, um, Agbaji, who I guess was, he was already there. I guess he would have been a freshman on that team. Yeah, he, he is now one of the star players in all of college basketball. How are you feeling about this one? Is, in, in, are you feeling like this is pretty much, especially since it's here, kind of a toss-up type game? You know, I'll start with your game with, with the college game day part of it. I will say that the one thing that as a college basketball fan, the college game day proves to me is what is the national game of the week? What is the what's the game that has the most implications for both teams playing in it? Obviously, there's you know there are going to be games in the country that have bigger implications for one team, but none for the other um, than some of the games that game day will go to. But you have a power conference game. Two teams who are national championship contenders going into March, uh, facing off, and like you mentioned, this was a almost an instant classic the last time College Game Day was in Waco two years ago. And you're right, we didn't know what was to come after that. Uh, but you know, we're we're making our way out of that tunnel. And I, having done College Game Day as a student, both basketball and football, I will say I enjoyed the football version of the show a lot more than the basketball version. Um, you know, maybe that's just my own personal taste of it. Um, but as far as the game, man, like this is, yeah, if you're Baylor, like I think Kansas could clinch with a win tomorrow, uh, the Big 12 regular season title. Um, Baylor's trying to play for a really good Big 12 tournament seating and keep it. I, neither team is going to lose this game and suffer in its NCAA tournament resume. I think we can all agree on that. But, yeah, this is a very different Kansas team. Yudoka Azabuki was one of the best post players that I've seen in the last 15 years in college basketball. Meanwhile, uh, you, now this Jayhawk team is very guard-driven. Ochai Ikbaji comes back from the NBA draft, and it, it, he's lighting up the scoreboard. You know, the Big 12 preseason player of the year, Remy Martin, kind of a non-factor for Kansas. But you look at, uh, you know, Christian Brown has been electric from the perimeter. 
uh, at times for Kansas. And you've got David McCormick for Kansas, who's just wildly inconsistent on the box score. But it's not – Kansas isn't any different in that regard than, you know, Baylor. James Akinjo is a very consistent, very dynamic guard, capable of scoring in bunches. Uh, and then you've got Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, whenever they're able to play. And I saw that uh, Flagler should be good to go for tomorrow, but Cryer's still going to be a game-time decision. Uh, you know, they're capable of, of putting up some serious uh, points on the board. And the thing that this game is going to come down to, and this is kind of a weird thing to say, is who has more consistent guard play across the floor, right? Like, who, you know, is McCormick going to put up uh, some points for Kansas, or is that going to get offset because Adam Flagler goes for 29 again uh, for Baylor? And so, you know, that's going to – to me, this game comes down to what are your second and third guards doing, especially uh, without everyday John there to uh, to rim protect whenever Flo Famba needs a break. Have you recovered from um, your alma mater's uh, loss to Baylor in overtime on Monday night? I know you weren't feeling great heading into that game, but uh, it really looked for like much of that game they were going to get it done, uh, and, uh, and the Bears prevailed. And I think that will end up being a, uh, that's a very gritty win for Baylor. Did, did you kind of let yourself, though, uh, start to believe as it got late in that game uh, because I, I mean, I thought Oklahoma State played really well. It just was two teams that don't weren't playing particularly great on offense, except for one guy. Flagler was unbelievable in that game, yeah. and it was kind of like Flagler against oh three or four of those Oklahoma State players. That kid that came, that transferred from Kansas, you never know what you're going to get from him, and he was good the other night. But are you? Uh, have you recovered nicely? I've recovered pretty well, I would say. Uh, no, that was a really impressive performance from Oklahoma State. And, you know, I think Scott Drew pointed out that, you know, the metrics, the computer rankings, the net, the, all of it favors, you know, Oklahoma State, or uh, it reflects Oklahoma State favorably, even though the Cowboys are not tournament eligible. And so no matter who goes in there and gets a win inside Gallagher Iba or against this Oklahoma State team, it's not like this Cowboy team is going to lie down. Now, you mentioned, like, the Kansas transfer in, uh, I think it's Bryce Williams or Bryce Thompson. Uh, yeah. And then you've got you just got some inconsistent guard play for Oklahoma State. And so, at, at times, you can tell that this is a team. This, is like a, this looks like a team that's trying to get back to the second weekend in the NCAA tournament for the first time in, what, 18-ish years? Maybe 2004? when they went to the final four yeah golly i was there um it had to be it had to be after that i think it was i think it would have been like 2007 or no 2009 yeah was when was when kansas won it won one ncaa tournament game oh i'm sorry same number of ncaa tournament wins at oklahoma state wow yeah that's that is remarkable. You you know, as you were talking there, I started thinking back about uh, I, I've got Kansas so much on the brain. I was thinking back to Kansas's huge run. Um, that is interesting. And, and by the way, Gallagher Iba, I was uh, I, I'm disappointed in some of the crowds that are showing up there. I don't know if it was a great decision when they did the renovation to open that up, but we can we can talk about that another day. Talking to Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen uh, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Curtis, walk us through some of this uh, high school basketball. I, I man, some of these some of these local teams. 
I, I, I'm excited about. We got some uh, some some great matchups, and you've been monitoring this thing closely. Where where are you focused uh, this weekend as we get into? I know the boys. We got area round championships, and the girls are obviously on down the road a little bit. So uh, let's start with the girls. As far as what our our signal at Six News, we've got. One team left that we actively cover, and that's the La Vega girls. They're in the uh, regional tournament out, I think, in Luskin tonight against Harden Jefferson. Um, yeah. I'm going to be honest. To me, the winner of that game is going to the Alamo, though. But for La Vega, that's going to be a just a really tough test, like what we see the, the football team get tested with because of uh, what, that, what their region usually entails. And so um, I think that if the La Vega girls can beat Harden Jefferson – um, then they can probably start looking at hotel rooms there in San Antonio. But man, Harden wow. Jefferson, uh, you have to think is the is the team to beat in the four A girls in four A girls basketball right now. Um, and so that's going to be the game to watch uh, tonight. On the boys' side, there's three games that I really think are just fascinating tonight. Uh, one of them is at Robinson tonight, and that's going to be the Harker Heights boys against the against Garland. And I think that that's just a game where Heights has to do what it has done underneath Selenik Bobbitt for, I mean, I think he opened the, I think he opened Harker Heights as the boys coach. Um, and the one thing that they've always done under coach Bobbitt is run and play good defense. They're going to run the, they're going to run the floor on offense. And they're going to press on defense and they have to do that. Well, they have to take care of the basketball because this is a really, really fun uh, matchup. Then I want to turn your attention, Matt, to the doubleheader in Hillsborough tonight because Memorial Christian in Colleen might be one of the most quietly dominant high school basketball programs in Central Texas. Uh, and they're playing in the PCAF state semifinals tonight in the early game at Hillsborough. That's going to be a 5 p.m. tip, and we're going to try uh, Nikki Ladder finishing up some men's basketball um, uh, duties with Baylor right now and then heading up to Hillsboro trying to catch the end of that game. But then the late game is Ellison and Mesquite Horn. Mm. And that's going to be another really fun game. And so those are the, those are the three games to watch. But if you, there is a quiet kind of dark horse lurking in the high school basketball waters right now, it's going to be Clifton. Clifton makes the, oh. the playoffs for the first time in ages this year, wins its five-district game, and now it gets a, a – it has – if it's going to get a statement win in its playoff run, it's going to be tonight when it faces Academy. Now, if I were picking games, I would pick Academy to win that one. But yeah. I don't think that that's going to be the walkover that some Academy fans are thinking when they see a team that they're playing who hasn't been in the playoffs in, I think I saw, like 15 or 17 years. Wow. I, I love it when you highlight the teams that haven't done it in a while. And uh, that's, that is interesting. And when they turn the corner, it means so much to their fans. Uh, I, I, this kind of gives away a trivia question I had earlier, so I hate to do this, but do you know the uh, best player from Baylor basketball to ever come out of Mesquite Horn? I'm talking about the men's basketball team, Mesquite Horn, a very, very famous player from Baylor. Does any name come to mind? A very famous. So we're talking like Terry Teagle level. Like no, no, not that. That's yeah. You went straight from like zero to eighty on me. Um, this guy did play in the NBA. 
But but no, I honestly I and I know everybody's. I love Jared Butler. I love Davion. But people act like, you know, the best player to ever play at Baylor University was Terry Teagle, and it's not really that close. So I mean, and again, maybe you'll say, well, he's, it's old old school syndrome or whatever. But the answer, do you want another crack at it? I'll just say he played for Baylor let's, in let's the Brian Skinner. No, no, you're going back. You're going back to like my era at Baylor. You got to go a little further. You got to. You have a guy that almost took Baylor to the Final Four or helped take pay, take him to the Final Four, and his name was Quincy AC. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Mesquite Horn. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and in fact, I gave out a uh, a deal. I was I was giving away some Kansas uh, Baylor tickets for tomorrow, and that was my question: who who dunked on Texas nine times in one game? And that, by the way, was the beginning of the end for Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes spent much of the time when when Baylor got good. Rick uh, Rick was trying to get Scott Drew in trouble. He hated that Baylor was suddenly competitive. And it's interesting, now they're friends um, and get along fine. But, boy, no one despised Scott more than Rick Barnes. And uh, that was an ugly, ugly day for University of Texas because AC dunked on them all day. Uh, that would have been Jordan Hamilton's Texas team and a few others. All right, Curtis, um, listen, have a great evening. Nikki. if you're listening, safe travels. If you're going to try to make it out there to Hillsboro, um, and uh, and then uh, Nikki probably was over there talking to that college game day group. Nikki's all over the place. Yep. So watch Channel 6 for all of that tonight. Hear from Reese Davis, LaFonzo Ellis, Jay Billis, and that crew, and then also hear from Scott Drew and a couple of selected players from the Bears, Channel 6. How do you like that tease? Was that a good tease for you, Curtis, for I tonight's news? Don't, yeah. don't, don't forget Matt Lively. He's going to be at the lock-in there at the Farrell Center, so we'll have everything Baylor-Kansas will both be uh, – the fan excitement for college game day and then a game preview headed your way tonight. Yeah, yeah. Lively is uh, loves a good lock-in. Send him to a lock-in. Uh, any good Baptist has spent a lot of time at lock-ins. So that'll be uh, that's going to be a fun time over at Baylor. Thank you, Curtis. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Matt. Have a good weekend. Okay, you too. There he goes, Curtis Quillen. He's the uh, sports director at Channel 6. Okay.